Hi, this is Mildred Tassoni with Jean Madrid, and we'll be discussing tips for caregivers. This is Jean Madrid. I'm in Oklahoma, and I'm here today to uh, discuss uh, some of the pointers that I use for myself for helping be a caregiver and uh, maybe uh, might help somebody else. Uh, who who might be a caregiver also. So, yeah. yeah, thanks, Jean. Let's start off with, as we're um, talking, one of the things that you mentioned last week was putting all the medications in for Ma- Mark, who's your husband and ha- has been on the liver transplant list and now is dealing with a couple of other things, but he's also a patient advocate for the National Liver Foundation. So maybe you could just give us a short little overview of that and then talk about how you do the meds for him. Okay. Uh, Well, first off, with uh, all the medicines that he takes, uh, I have to understand his conditions that he does have and a lot of it around his liver uh, because he did have hepatitis C since 1967. So uh, it did a lot of scarring on his liver, uh, even though he has been cured of hepatitis C, which is uh, a miracle, one less thing for him to deal with every day. But he still has a a liver condition uh, with the scarring, So, uh, which means he needs to routinely every day stay on top of uh, getting rid of toxins that his liver can't do by itself. So understanding that condition by itself is is very important uh, just to, uh, as far as being consistent with giving his medicines and uh, knowing what medicines to give him. so, so that's that's a big part of uh, our daily routine here is that making sure he gets all his medicine at the right time and the right medicine and uh, keeping an eye on him because there's there's one in particular that he has to take that it varies as far as how he's doing. If there's toxin buildup, then he would have to take more of it perhaps or or less. So, you know, I have to, uh, as far as uh, being his caregiver, I, I, I try to stay really in tune to him. We've been married 43 years, so I really know him. <laughs> and uh, But he's always full of, he's, he usually has a surprise or two for me. So that, uh, that, <laughs> I think that's probably the first thing with medications is understanding why he's taking that and how it helps. So that's mm-hmm. number one. Um, Well, uh, you also, what I thought was interesting, you do three weeks at a time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I used to only do one week, but I realized, well, I have enough prescriptions here to go ahead and do three. You know, it seems to make uh, make it a little easier for me. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I might go back to doing only one week at a time, but right now I'm doing three weeks, and it seems to be working just out just fine. Uh, or actually, it makes it a little uh, easier. It takes a little longer to put them together. Uh, and when I'm doing the organizing all that medicine, uh, I have to make sure that uh, all the, the dosages are correct and they're current. 
and you know that the pharmacy hasn't made a mistake as the, the pharmacy is a big part of the team as far as uh, making sure Mark gets all his medications. Well, that's what I thought was interesting. You mentioned not also checking on the prescriptions and when they're renewed. And yes, uh, most of the prescriptions are only good for so many days. So it's like you try to do it in a timely fashion. So I get most of them are ready, you know need to be refilled about the same time. But it's so hard to get all of, all of it right at the same time and um they say working with the pharmacy having a good pharmacy oh that's a big help and a pharmacist that you can talk to that really it really does help a lot uh sometimes you know uh he'll need to like a prescription is only good for so many months and you have to see a doctor in order to get a renewal of a prescription uh so you, you have to do follow-up care with the doctors and then there's some doctors that will do a prescription renewal you know, if the pharmacy calls up or if I call up and say, well, you know, he, he's going to need a renewal of this. Oh, and then there's also the, the prescriptions that the insurance will say, well, they have to have a special uh, uh, letter from the doctor that says, that, yes, he is, this patient is required to have this medicine. So, you know, it can, it can get a little complicated at times, but uh like I say, working together with the doctors and the pharmacy, the pharmacists, uh, we're a team. We take care of Mark. Um, yeah, I think that's so interesting um, about doing So you do it all at once, right? While you're putting the pills together, you're checking the prescriptions and seeing what's yes. coming up. Um, I yes, think from I take, a time management, yeah, time management perspective, that's efficient um, and probably saves you time in the long run as, as a, you know, opposed to doing it once a week, you know, where then you're yeah. not looking at the big picture. So, um, uh, and and it seems like you, as from a being a caregiver. You really looked at it like a team um, uh, with the doctors and with, like you say, you have a pharmacy that you go to. Um, and I think sometimes people don't think about that. Um, they might, or they go to a big pharmacy, they might not connect with someone. But I think when people mm-hmm. see that you're, that's how you want to do it, you can find someone. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, anything else about med- medicines or, you know, anything else you think helps? Do you well, keep all your medicines in one place and a file with all the prescriptions or do you scan them in or what do you do? Well, I usually keep a list um, and I try to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up to date every, you know, like say, six months or if there's a big change in something because every time we go to a for a doctor visit we have to have his current prescriptions that he's taking so that's you know it's just a matter of uh you can do it on the computer or you know your phone and uh it's it's good to carry that anytime we're going to the uh, doctor plus it's insurance cards you know uh, I was going to say that uh, as far as medication uh, this is I look at kind of like a good recipe 
you take the right medications at the right time, it's going to keep him in balance. If he misses mm-hmm. a dose, let's say, he could be off for a couple of days. So once you realize the effects of you don't want him to miss, you don't want him to miss a dose <laughs> because it's going to be harder on him. And usually, yeah, it might make some more work for me too. <laughs> So right. that's the recipe here. Right medicine, right time, and keep it. Mm-hmm. Do it, you know, be well, consistent. Mhm. And I think someone who's just all of a sudden been put in a caregiving position, you're not ready, and you've got an emotional component possibly there. Um, so you know that's why I thought when you mentioned that, I thought it was such an interesting way that someone could help organize themselves, you know, being mm-hmm. a caregiver, mm-hmm. you know, a new caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's, the second thing that you mentioned um, is uh, giving full-time caregivers respite being and being able to trust them. So maybe you could talk about that a little bit, how you've handled it. Well, Myself, I, I, uh, I like to take a break every now and then. So, what I'll going shopping, going to town, dropping some movies off, going over and get a few things at the grocery store. You know that that's enough of a break for me sometimes. Just getting out, uh, uh, just driving to town. It'll take twenty minutes to half an hour. So, you know, driving is a really good way to. It's like a meditation. And I spend a little extra money in my car to have uh, a radio, uh, like a type of cable, cable radio, I guess you'd call it. And so I can just hit channels that don't have advertisements. So it's like my way of relaxing. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, you know, I'll, I'll do hobbies like, oh, I like to read. I'm still a midwife. Uh, I don't do much midwifery practice anymore. But like last night, I had my old books out reading and. That's it's my way of getting being normal. Uh, I, I like to sew. I might go in and start a little project, which I may not finish for a long time, but at least I get it started. And, yeah, so you know, I just like to a few things like that to to give me a peace of mind to kind of give me my time because everybody needs their get a little bit of you know that my time even as a caregiver because when you're a caregiver you're always putting out it's not a hard job it's it's just you have to be consistent and and sometimes you just sometimes you do get tired say at night you know and and that might be a time when okay I'm really tired tonight and I'm not quite on top of it and and I'm going to put his medicine there and it I might wake up at two in the morning and have to wake him up did you really take that medicine and I go, oh, yeah, well, I'll have to get out and go out there and look to make sure he takes that medicine. Because one uh-huh. of the conditions with, with, with the liver, a, de- uh, a, a liver, a, de- a damaged liver or scarred liver, that uh, with the encephalopathy, it, it causes uh, confusion. And, you know, and you forget things. So, you know, you, I can't expect him to remember things like I do, and uh, <laughs> but I like I say I do get tired occasionally. Uh, sometimes we have a friend come over, and that friend comes over or a visitor. Well, I'm going to take advantage of it, and they can hang out together, and I'll go do something for a little bit. 
go visit grandkids. Oh, that's a good that's a good respite. Go visit the grandkids. So mm-hmm. you know you have to be creative, a caregiver, as far as take care of taking care of themselves. Another thing you have to uh, caregiver has to keep their health up. They have to uh, you know make sure that they're healthy. Go to the doctor if you need to get get your physical. Uh, stay on top of your health because if, if the caregiver is not in good shape, the caregiver is not going to be able to do much. So that's kind of how uh, I do it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I think those are excellent tips. Like I say, someone who's all of a sudden pushed, you know, in this position, they're, they're, they're not thinking of everything. They're just scrambling on a level. Or even if you've been one for a while, I think um, that, you know, looking after your own health is just as important. Um, yes, and, it is. Uh, one thing you mentioned that um, as far as when you're taking a break, being able to trust the person helping you which I know for a while, you know, you have several people that you really do trust when you leave. And that's if, you know, it's not going to be relaxing if if that person, you don't feel confident. Yes. Yeah. In order to have a peace of mind when I leave him, uh, he, if, if someone's here with him, it has to be somebody that we know. Someone that I know that if I say, well, make sure he takes his medicine at a certain time that he'll do it, you know, or you make sure that you hand it to him, you know, it has to be uh, somebody that really uh, will do it. And also when I'm gone, I I carry a phone with me. Um, I also, before I leave, he has an alert necklace that he wears around his neck. So if he had a fall. You know, he'd have uh, emergency service available. Uh, mm-hmm. He also, I have to make sure he has a phone with him, which he usually puts on the necklace. <laughs> and that mm-hmm. way, I, when I go out, sometimes I do leave him by himself. When, if he's doing, if he's having a good day, uh, you know, I might be able to do that. And I'll, I'll call back and check with him. Okay, well, I uh, just got through at the grocery store. Now I'm going over here. Uh, I'm going to go into the movies now. Okay, I'm done over here. Okay, I'm about, oh, about 15 minutes from home. So, and so I stay in contact with him. And then that, mm-hmm. that seems to help. That helps a lot. And then I'll even call and say, did you take your medicine? <laughs> and he'll say, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, he took it. But then I have come home and he hasn't taken it. So it's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, well, it's an ongoing, ongoing job. And it's. Right, and it doesn't, and you guys don't make it adversarial. You know, it's not like, what are you checking up on me for? It's like, this way you can go out, and he's doing well, and it's a a team approach, um, not not an annoyance. You know, this makes it work and makes it a little smoother, and it's no big deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. And Let's say if I came home and he hadn't taken the medicine, well, it's not that he didn't want to take it. He probably headed that way and he probably got distracted, you know, and something happened mm-hmm. and he just forgot. And, mm-hmm. and the caregiver, what's really important as a caregiver is you have to treat that person with care to making them or helping them feel like themselves. 
not like there's something wrong with them, making them mm-hmm. feel as normal as possible. So, you know, they're themselves. They feel good about themselves. You know, they, they go on mm-hmm. with life, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that's not only uh, why you've been married for 43 years, you know, <laughs> um, but uh, I've been able to make this last, you know, few years like that, looking at it like making him normal. I think that's why it's been working so well for you um, and something people don't think about, you know. Yeah. And again, yeah. you, throw, you you guys agree on that. You could be a caretaker, yeah. uh, caregiver, with, and someone's fighting it, you know, or mentally mm-hmm. not in that place or, you know, so, but, so there's, you know, sometimes you can do that, but sometimes that's not the situation. Um, Why don't you talk a little bit about the um, uh, medicine that cured the hep C and about the Mm -hmm. liver um, foundation and then also the transplant Let's see, uh, Mark, uh, last year, uh, he was a candidate for uh, one of the new prescription drugs uh, called Harvoni, H-A-R-V-O-N-I. And uh, he uh, was told that he was a good candidate for this, but that was as far as it went. So then I had to do a lot of uh, legwork, a lot of calls, trying to figure out the next step, that how he could uh, uh, how he could qualify for this uh, prescription because it was a very expensive prescription, and and where do you get it? Because you have to get it from a specialty a specialty pharmacy, uh, and you have to make sure the insurance covers it. And there's a lot of steps in between being told, oh yes, you're a good candidate, and actually. <laughs> having it to take it. So he, he did, uh, we did finally get it in place, and he took a Havoni uh, for five months. And uh, he, it was a wonder, it was very easy to take. Uh, he had to take it one time a day, and it had to be early in the morning. He did have to take, change one or two of his prescriptions. He had to stop taking one prescription, and he had to change another one. And uh, I had done some research cause, because the one prescription that he stop taking, I had suggested to the doctors, which nobody else had suggested, I had done some research and I had found out if he continued to take this one drug, it would cause the Harvoni to metabolize faster in his liver, which would have made it not as effective. So I thought, well, you know, I, you know, Mark and I, we decided, we talked about it and talked about it with the doctors and he went, he, he stopped taking this one drug. And it, it didn't seem to affect him too much once he was off of it for a while. So anyway, uh, he did it one, one time a day. It was in the morning. He took it for five months. And uh, they would test him over at the transplant center about every month to see if he had antibody, uh, hepatitis antibody. And there were less and less each month until a point where the last couple of months it was, they couldn't detect it at all. So it was really good news. Uh, so the, the key was uh, in order to be considered cured, after three months after completing the prescription, 
if there was no detection of any hepatitis C antibody, then he would be considered cured. And sure enough, that he was cured. So uh, that was, you know, just a miracle in itself just to get rid of that hepatitis C virus. So, you know, so now uh, he still has to focus, you know, on his liver because the damage was already done because he'd had the hepatitis C for so many years. That's why it's really important for people to be tested. The The earlier you can detect it if you have it, then you can do something about it. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, his 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 liver's already got the scar damage done to it. And uh, one day I was on Facebook and I saw the American Liver Foundation. They were looking for candidates to be on their national uh, patient advisory committee, and they were looking for diversity. Well, Mark is Native American, and uh, so I showed Mark. I said, Well, Mark, why don't you, you like? Would you like to apply for this? And, well, he did. And it wasn't long after that he got a call from the American Liver Foundation. They wanted him to come to their meeting in Chicago, which he did. And I went with him, and uh, that was a big deal for him as far as uh, uh, traveling because he hadn't been on a plane for a long time. And uh, so we traveled to Chicago. He, He worked really hard to go to the meetings. He had to go by himself because there were 30 uh, p- patients there who had also been cured of hepatitis C. And uh, over a two-day course, they learned how to do interviews, and they shared their stories. And uh, so there, the, 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 the goal of these, or these meetings with the Patient Advisory Committee is to elevate the public's uh, awareness of, uh, of hepatitis C and that there are, there are, there are cures for it. So uh, the American Liver Foundation, uh, they are trying to get the word out there to the public. And we've, we'll have references at the end of the podcast that will, people mm-hmm. can go to. What I would like you to just talk about is how people can donate um, for medical expenses as far as tax deductible. Yes. Um, when Mark was first put on the uh, liver transplant list, it was suggested that he apply to uh, be a, a, a candidate to receive donations through the National Foundation for Transplants, and they accepted him. And um, so the way it works is the National Foundation for Transplants, um, <clears throat> they uh, accept donations, and people can make a uh, donation in honor of Mark Madrid. And then it's put in Mark's account for any expenses that he would incur, medical expenses that uh, he would incur. And because a liver transplant is very expensive, it's like over a half a million dollars. Uh, so it was suggested to have a, a, a try to raise money to have on hand that he would uh, be able to be reimbursed for for different medical expenses. And the, the NFT, the National Foundation for Transplants, is a nonprofit tax deductible uh, organization. So they keep those funds there. And then I keep track of any medical expenses. And I send them in. You have to send them in within three months. 
And then as long as they qualify for expenses, they like for traveling to the doctors, uh, for any medications that may not be covered by the insurance. Um, uh, I, have, I have a list that goes on and on. Oh, just things like over-the-counter uh, medicines that he might need to give him relief or keep him healthier. Uh, all these things can, he can be reimbursed for. And uh, also he has uh, the primary doctor for some of the things uh, they have to be approved of that they are that they are needed by Mark medically. And as long as his primary uh, doctor approves of it, he has to send in paperwork, then that then we have the clearance and then Mark can be reimbursed for uh, all these expenses because even though uh, he currently uh, is, is not on the liver transplant list because he's dealing with prostate cancer, the NFT has been uh, really, they're part of Mark's team. They said, we're going to keep him on here for now and because uh, maybe, you know, maybe he can get on top of this prostate cancer and he'll be back on the liver transplant list. So, um, so we're, uh, the, the NFT, the National Foundation for Transplant, is still accepting donations in honor of Mark Madrid. I think that's great, and they're a great organization, and we will also have a link to them because they'll handle uh, throughout the country anyone who needs a transplant. You apply, and they, you know, so it's not just liver transplants, right? I am correct with that, right? That is correct. Anybody who's on a... Uh, needs to receive a transplant, and uh, they're on a transplant list. Uh, they can apply to be on the NFT uh, donation list. Uh, the NFT also accepts donations just straight to them, and then they disperse it to people that will need it. Because some people are, you know, really good at fundraising. Other people may not have that skill. So uh, it's that all that money that gets donated, it, it, it gets used in the right place for the right people, for people needing funds for transplant expenses. Yeah, and they're great. Their technology platform is, is excellent. They're a pleasure to work with. They're very helpful. They are. Um, so anybody who knows anyone, this is something, and we'll have it again at the end, and we'll have it on the uh, We've got a website for you and a Facebook page, and um, so they'll be able to contact you and also keep up with Mark. And um, he's done two excellent videos that the American Liver Foundation did with him. So we'll have links for that. They did a great job, and uh, we're looking forward to putting more links to them as well for information so well thank you so much anything you want to wrap up with here well i think that we uh, about? what we could what we what we could do we could uh make a list of links for caregivers for where you can find out more information more support because there's a lot of good information out there for caregivers very helpful that I have found that, you know, it's helped me a lot. And, and uh, anybody, especially if they're a new caregiver, uh, you know, just to know they're not the only ones that are being a caregiver. And 
in his mm-hmm. help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll put that um, on the website. So, well, thank okay. you so much, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Well, thank you, Mildred. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye.